Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. I hope everyone is starting to navigate their new normal, whatever that looks like. And today we are going to be on the topic of faith. And this episode is called, They Just Need You, Your Life, Your Mission Field. And that's probably obvious to you since you've already pressed play. But I think it's just really important for us to realize this truth that God has placed us in this exact century, this exact decade, this exact year and day, and in this country that we live in. He has placed us in the exact state, in this city we are in, and then have, you know, plopped us into our work communities and gym communities and whatever other communities that we find ourselves in. And we are all in these communities for two reasons. One is to give something and the other is to receive something, right? Like it's a give and a take regardless of where we're at. I went to my gym to get their services and to be led by a coach so I could get my fitness back on track. But I've also given the opportunity for our gym to play volleyball together all summer by organizing that. And I've also opened people's eyes to foster care. But then I have taken classes for what women's self-defense that was led through my gym. And I've taken personal training sessions to gain more ability in you know, something specific that I wanted to work on. And we just give and we take in every community that we're in. We also typically just pursue relationships, whether it be true deep friendships that we find or just gym buddies or acquaintances or whatever that might be. It's just a part of living in a community. And with that, we all kind of just naturally pursue deeper relationships with people who are like us, who talk like us, who look like us and act like us. It's just what's comfortable for us because it's known. But I want to tell you a story of pursuit that happened over this last year. And this story is all about how I kind of jacked God's plan up a little bit and God ultimately obviously made it right. And I hope that it encourages you to really lean in to the fact that your life, exactly where you are and who you are, is what the people around you really need. No like fronting, no, they do not need somebody better or someone different. They just need you. So at the end of 2018, I joined a CrossFit gym. I've talked about it a million times, but there are so many wonderful people in that gym of like crazy high caliber. It's it's pretty intimidating. And some people were intimidating and some looked about as, you know, clueless as I did when I first started because they were new too. And there was this one girl though who started pretty soon after I did. She was super intimidating to me. And first off, like she was beautiful. She has this fiery red hair and these remarkable tattoos that are like up and down her body. She was super strong. You could tell that she wasn't new to the world of CrossFit, even though she was new to the gym. Like she was not there to play. (laughs) She was there to lift and lift heavy. And you could just tell that she had just been through some stuff. You know, she was the kind of girl that just shot it to you straight and really didn't care one way or another if you liked it or not. Like that was your problem. (laughs) And she just was who she was. And it was a love me or hate me kind of vibe. And she was always super sweet. She really just wore her heart on her sleeve. And I was just really intrigued by her. And if you know me, I actually really like people who are straight shooters because you kind of get what you get. And I don't know, there's just something that I, I personally love about that. Anyways, 
one night our gym held a women's goal setting night where we all sat in this big circle and we set goals and we had heart to hearts as a group and we kind of came up with our word for the year. And there were probably, I don't know, maybe like 30 people there that night. And Kelly, this girl, and I were sitting on like opposite points of the circle. We, I don't even know that we had officially even met at this point. Anyways, she got done with her story and, and talked about things that had happened and things that she had been through and gone through. And another girl from across the circle asked, um, do you go to some kind of church or something? Because Kelly was new to the area and new to the gym. And after her story, this girl just felt led to like ask that, right? And Kelly's answer was a straight no, like absolutely not. Like that is, thank you for, you know, asking, but no, I have no interest, none whatsoever. <laughs> like I've been there, done that, won't do that again. Next, you know, like move it on. And I just remember sitting there and I remember in my mind, like immediately thinking, God, like I know you are pursuing your heart. So like what you got planned. Anyways, that night ended. I don't even honestly think that we even talked that night. And I went home and I just could not shake her from my mind. Like she was new to the area. She had just moved here. And I was just thinking and I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I have a friend who is Kelly's age. She actually lives where Kelly just moved to. They're both into motorcycles. They kind of have the same like persona and my friend loved Jesus. So I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is so perfect. Like, Lord knows she doesn't need, you know, little old Stephanie. <laughs> like, hey, Jesus loves you. But if she could form a relationship with someone who was just like her, then this girl, my friend, may lead her back to Jesus. And I'm like, man, I got this all figured out. It's cool. <laughs> and this was all totally genuine. Like, this was not me trying to, like, make something weird. It was all genuine. Like, it was... Number one, she was new to the area. Number two, like this girl is amazing and could really be a great friend for Kelly. I felt like they really had things in common. It just was kind of a bonus that this girl um, loved Jesus. And so I was like, I'm just going to love her from a distance and put someone in her life that really could, you know, um, build a relationship with her and whatever. So, you know, my thought process. Anyways, so I actually got those two hooked up on Facebook so that they could chat. And I'm not entirely sure where that all ended. I think it honestly just fizzled out and didn't really head anywhere. But over the next couple weeks, Kelly and I started to slowly become more and more, you know, like acquaintances. Like we would be each other's partner here and there in workouts. And we just started some small talk. And then we just started to really build an actual relationship. And then our gym had a women's self-defense class one night, and Kelly and I just ended up being partners. And oh my goodness, <laughs> that class was amazing. We laughed so hard during it. It was such a good time. We learned so much. We were like ready to get in a fight afterwards. Like somebody come at me because we were ready to like kill someone. But afterwards, all of us just went over and grabbed a beer at a bar next door. And Kelly and I were sitting next to each other, but the group was big. Like we were all sitting in a circle. Everyone was talking and just chatting it up. And I don't know, about 30 minutes in or so, everyone's talking and Kelly just turns to me and says, hey, Steph, like I just want you to know that you have just been this little piece of sunshine <laughs> to me in my life. And I'm just really thankful for you. And then she just like turned back into the conversation and I'm sitting there like, um, what? <laughs> I 
thanks. I don't, you know, like it caught me off guard because, well, one, we didn't know each other super well at this point, but also she didn't need to tell me that. Like we were grabbing a beer after taking a self-defense class. Like it wasn't exactly a sensitive moment, but for me, like there was a huge paradigm shift. To me, it was like everything. She had absolutely no idea that her heart had been on my mind for at least a month at this point, maybe more, I don't know. But in that moment that she stopped and looked at me and said that, I remember like looking down at my drink and kind of like swirling it around and the noise kind of faded out and I just heard God put on my heart, like Stephanie, she does not need this other girl that I tried to hook her up with. She just needs you. Like she just needs you. And I remember coming home and I remember (laughs) calling my mom and telling Justin, like, you guys, like, she doesn't need this person. Like, God put me here in her life. And you guys, it's not just me. Like, obviously, there were other people who stepped into her life during this time. But this is just from my perspective. So fast forward to that summer, we played sand volleyball together for 24 weeks or something crazy. And there we really built a relationship and a friendship. And I just loved her where she was at, you know, and she loved me where I was at. She went through some really hard stuff that summer. And we were just there for her in whatever way that she needed. And during this time, you guys, we had never talked about God. Never, like not once. I had never invited her to church or anything. I never was like looking for a way to just like fit it into the conversation somehow. Like that's not um, sincere, (laughs) you know, like that wasn't my motivation. Like, oh, when can we start to have this conversation? I was just building a friendship with her, but she just was someone special on my heart at the same time. And I knew her heart was, I don't know. I don't want to say fragile because Lord knows she's like the opposite of fragile, but like when someone's going through some stuff, like some royal stuff, Sometimes you get the urge to just like pray over them or you get the urge to, you know, ask them to go to church. And other times, you guys, you just get the urge to be present and to just stand next to her, like literally and figuratively, you know, like I'm just standing next to you and I'm praying over you because like this sucks. (laughs) This situation that you are going through sucks. And like all that I need to do right now is just be here and For this specific situation and relationship, I knew God was just telling me, like, just stand here. Just stand next to her and pray over her. And that's what I did. I mean, you guys, like, my mom knew her by name. And my husband knew, like, how how long that she had been on my heart specifically. And I'm not sure when it started, but at some point, either that summer or that fall, she started attending church again. And she started posting things about God and in her relationship with God on social media. And my heart, you guys, oh my gosh, <laughs> my heart could not have been happier to just see this transformation over this past year. And that December, our gym had a Christmas party. And I remember her walking up to me saying, hey, I just want to let you know that I'm going to church again. And I have started to have a relationship with God again. And I just really owe a lot of that to you and to Justin. And I just want to let you know that you guys like tears. (laughs) And I had not told her about any of this story that I am telling you now, like this is all a silent uh, thing going on between me and God and like 
my mom, I guess, and, and my husband who I just talk with. And it was never outwards towards her. <laughs> so she had no idea. But then I remember when she told me this, I'm like, oh my gosh, Kelly, I feel like I can tell you all of these things now. And I reminded her about how I, you know, matched her up with this chick on um, Facebook to be friends with. And I told her about the self-defense night when she told me that and my whole mindset shift and that she just needed me and all whatever. And I just like went on. And, you know, it was just, it was just a really special moment because I don't know, I just wanted to tell her because I just wanted her to know like God had been pursuing you, girl, like for almost a year now. I mean, maybe longer. I don't know, at least in my life. And I wanted her to know that during that goal setting night, when she may have felt anything but close to God, like that he was right there, like literally right there. And again, there are so many other people that were a part of her story. Lord knows I was not the only one. And Lord also knows that you don't get like pulled towards somebody like that all the time, right? I think that may have only happened two other times in my entire life that I can think of. So just that strong pull to someone specific has only happened like a handful of times. But I reached out to Kelly before this episode just to make sure that she was okay with me, you know, telling our story and she was. But once I was done writing it, it just didn't feel complete. So I actually reached out to her again to see if she would be willing to tell her story about how God pursued her heart during this time. And thankfully she said, yes, I think her story is gold and I think that it needs to be heard. And here is her story. I can give you a small little bit of backstory, I guess. Growing up, I was raised in the church and um, I don't ever feel like I felt connected to any one particular um, denomination. You know, we went to multiple different types of churches growing up. And I don't think anything ever really spoke to me, but that's how I was raised. And, you know, I always had some sort of faith base. And over the years, I would find myself, you know, backing down, I suppose, when things, um, things would get really rough and I would lean towards, but then when things would get better, I would back away. I guess that's a better way to say it. Yeah. And uh, so moving forward up until last year, um, I hadn't been in church for a very long time. And as a matter of fact, I had been behaving in a way that um, I feel like would have been not necessarily, uh, what's a good word? contradictory, but I guess that is, I guess that's a perfect word. I felt like I was living my life in a way that, you know, I couldn't show up to the church because that's how you're raised. Like go to church, you do the right thing. Um, but if you're not doing the right thing, you shouldn't go, which now I know is completely ridiculous. And that's probably where you should be the most. Right. But, it's like um, sin management. They teach you to like, just stay away from sin. That's yeah, your whole sure. relationship. <laughs> yep. Yes. yes. And so uh, leading up to that night, you know, I had just moved to Cincinnati. Um, I'd been coming to Cornerstone for a while, which I can't even express to you how important Cornerstone people are to me. Um, but, you know, I was in a bad place um, and I wanted nothing to do with Christianity or religion. At one point, I even felt like, did I even believe in any of that anymore? And um, it's because it wouldn't wasn't fitting my agenda for life for sure. But, um, I just kind of felt like 
that wasn't something I wanted to explore. And so that night, I think it was Katie Frankie who asked me, which is funny because recently I've been in touch with her and her husband um, doing some like Zoom stuff and talking about God and faith and, you know, everything I've been going through recently. Cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that night you guys asked me and I was like, no, hell no, like not, I'm good. And, um, I still felt like that for a very long time until, um, about November actually. And, um, it's because of Naeem why I ended up back in church and, Obviously, that's still a touchy subject for me, but um, I will 100% uh, give credit where credit is due, and I wouldn't have stepped my foot back into the door had I not met him, which is really funny. Was he going, like, previous to you guys? Um, I think loosely he had been, but he has a really interesting story as to how he came across Christianity and became a Christian, which just recently, you know, had happened for him. So we started um, going to church together and um, I started realizing that that was a part of my life that was missing that I actually really needed. And then I started realizing like, hey, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone unless they don't feel that way. And so all that foundation over my whole life just kind of like came flooding back to me. And there's been moments in my life where I've been through some really, really hard things. And like I said, if I go through something tough, you know, I always call out and and try to reexamine my faith and it gets me through it. But then for some reason, once I get through it, I tend to be like, oh, I'm good. I don't need it anymore. Or something else happens that makes me feel shameful of being in church. So I just move away from it altogether. Yeah, I feel like it's really common too to just use, especially like scripture or whatever else, just like as like a, what do you call it? Like a user manual. Like you only like look in it when you need it. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, how do yeah. I, how do yeah. I do this? What do I need? Like, let me look at the table of contents. This is what I need help with. Okay, now I'm good and shut it and like put it back like in the drawer. And so I feel like a lot of people, um, a lot of people just kind of use their faith like that. So do you feel like it was, um, obviously. So then Naeem kind of got you in the door and he started going too. And I remember like you guys, you're you telling me like you guys were praying for each other and just, yep. and that whole thing. And like, how how different it's of a relationship completely different, like, yes. is, that? I mean, and how important, I mean, how important now do you feel like, um, I mean, you don't need to like reexamine all of your relationships, obviously, but just like being in a, being in a relationship where that was kind of at the core, um, and you guys learning together, like, moving forward, like what, how important is that to you now? Um, it's very important. I think first of all, um, to have a man ask you if they can pray with you is hands down one of the best experiences I think I've ever had in an, in a relationship. And I, I think that I could never see myself with someone who didn't find that important because you can't, build upon something if you don't have a good foundation. And I think that should be your foundation. And I've always loosely felt like that. But again, when things didn't fit my agenda, I moved away from that. And looking back over the course of my entire life, every really rough moment that I've went through, I I don't ever pray for like outcomes or things like that. Because again, my 
my walk, everyone's walk is different. And I still struggle with a lot of areas with religion, so to speak, but I definitely have like a personal faith and spirituality and a personal relationship, which I'm trying to build. I've never really had that until now. And it's, it's very new. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying, I'm trying really hard to find that. But anyway, looking back, every difficult situation that I've been in, I've just prayed for peace. Like, God, please just give me peace. Please help me get through this situation. And it's not an instant fix. It's not like you pray for peace. And then all of a sudden this peace comes over you. Sometimes that does happen for a moment, but then, you know, the, the tough part comes back and you have to work through it. And, um, before in my life also, I've leaned on that, but then I've made personal choices or decisions to try to help push me through those things. Whereas right now, specifically right now, everything I'm going through, I'm not only praying for peace and praying for like relief from like anxiety and depression, but I'm also forcing myself to accept what's happening in my life and to work through it. And I've never leaned towards my faith more than I have been right now, which is so crazy to me. Like it blows my mind. And, um, one of my really good friends, um, Aaron, she sent me this Jesus calling book and I read it every morning. And I feel like every morning, every single page is speaking directly to my heart. And so I'm trying to read those words and read the scriptures that come with it and, and resonate with it and help, help me to move forward and make good decisions And I know now more than ever, like I will never turn my back on my faith again. It'll, it will always be there. That's amazing. And it's amazing story. And I, and I wish that like everyone knew you personally, um, because I just feel like just watching you, that sounds creepy, but just watching you like just this past year, I mean, just all of us, you know what I mean? Like just building relationships and like getting to know everybody better and, you know, playing, you know, all last summer, what, 24, 25 freaking weeks of volleyball and, and just see it like, yeah, (laughs) like just, I can't wait. Like just seeing, um, just having like a front row seat, you know, to this just transformation of what. God has done and how he's pursued your heart. And I'm kind of curious, like, is it like when you and Naeem went to church and like, how was it like when you stepped back in church or even, I don't know who mentioned going first or whatever, but like a, the thought of like, okay, do we want to go to church? And then B, like, what was that feeling when you walked in for the first time? Was it like anxiety or how did that feel? (laughs) Okay. So the first time that we decided, well, we had, we had loosely, oh goodness, we had loosely spoken about religion and our beliefs, um, before he had his transformation and he went to man camp with, um, church and that's kind of how all of his stuff came to be. And then he came back from that and was like, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you about this. And then he asked me, would I go to church with him? And I was like, of course I would, because I was all in with him as well. So you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. And the first day that we went to church and every day after that, that we went, I just cried. I cried every time. Like I just sat there and I'm still doing that. Like I've been doing um, church in the mornings on Sundays with Cody at Cornerstone. And today's the first morning I didn't cry, but that's mainly what I do is, and I, it's a release. I know that, um, every time I stay away from church and I go back, I just end up crying and it's just all those emotions and things coming out. And, you know, speaking of 
other people who have been an influence in that. I'll be honest, Stephanie, like you're on the top of that list as well, because, you know, I just watched you and Justin and I got to know you um, really well. And I always just felt like this really calming presence about you. And one of the things that I loved the most about you and getting to know you over volleyball is that, you know, you never judged me. And I feel like growing up church was so judgmental. And so meeting people that were faith-based that like to, you know, have a drink and have a good time. I was like, oh, okay. Like I don't have to be all or nothing. And I find myself doing that in every area of my life. It's either all or nothing. And like, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. So I think, um, you know, meeting you and getting to know you and your personality and your, you just, you just have this aura of love about you that I really appreciate. And, you know, Katie, she, she's such a sweetheart and I don't really know her that well, but that night, her reaching out to me. And then of course, Laura, I mean, same. I mean, those, you, you three women have been a big staple in my mindset of like, okay, this is okay. I don't have to be, you know, pardon my uh, saying, but balls to the wall. Like you're either all in at church and you're in the choir and you're, you know, passing out pamphlets on Sunday and devoting all your time, you can also be the girl who's out there in, you know, volleyball with my tequila and my tumbler. And I can still love God. Like I, I never knew how to navigate that, but now I think I do. And I'm trying to do that because I I also want to be true to myself. I don't want to walk around being a hypocrite, acting like I'm this perfect woman when I'm not, I'm a complete mess. I'm a mess and I'm a beautiful disaster, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make it, I'm trying to make sense of everything that's happening in my life. I'm trying to get a hold on, um, things that I can't control, I guess. And I'm trying to have this like spiritual awakening, but I'm also trying to have an awakening within myself and, and being aware of my behaviors, being aware of my patterns, being aware of my thoughts and trying to change those, but still be true to myself. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, and it's funny because when I was just reflecting on this episode that, um, I was, when I was writing it for this week, it's, I mean, I, I know that we've had that conversation where you've said to me, like, Hey, thank you, whatever. But at the same time, like you have, opened up my eyes and my heart. And I mean, I learned like God taught me a huge lesson through you, um, about just loving people like that God puts in front of you. Like, and I, and I said this earlier, so it's a little weird that, you know, we're having this, um, interview now after I've said this, but what I said before is like, God placed us in this exact century, decade, year, like in our exact state and city, in our exact communities, in our gyms, <laughs> on our volleyball teams. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. are around these people um, that God put in front of us. And it's not so that we can be like, like for me, where I'm like, hey, this person you might relate to better than me, you know, like we're not like super similar. And typically we like gravitate towards people who are similar to us or look like us, talk like us, you know, act like us or whatever. Um, And I don't know, I just, I feel like I just learned a huge lesson of like 
just Stephanie, just open up your freaking eyes. Like (laughs) they just need you, which is the whole point of this. And like Kelly, like people around you just need you exactly the way you are. I needed you just the way you are. You know, the gym needed you just the way you are. Um, and I love the story of, um, Krista and you, when you walked into the gym, (laughs) (laughs) trying to find, why don't you tell us that story? Because it literally gives me goosebumps every single time. Well, so that's interesting too, because I remember when I was looking to move down here, I needed to find my gym first. So in uh, November, October, November, I started searching gyms in the area. And, you know, I had went online and looked at a lot of different gyms and we all do it. Like we look at things and we're like, oh, does that really look like something I would like, you know, based on what you see. And I looked at Cornerstone multiple times and I'm like, oh, that's probably like a really churchy gym. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. So I skipped over it multiple times. And then finally, I like, I just couldn't find the place that I liked. I went to different places, tried them. I didn't really feel like a good sense of community was there. And so I walked in the doors of Cornerstone. And first thing I do, I walk in, I see Amanda Treon. I'm like, holy crap, this woman is jacked. Like, yeah, this is where I want to be, right? <laughs> and so then uh, I tell her I'm there for a class. And she's like, well, let me go get um, one of the other coaches so we can get your paperwork filled out. So Krista comes out and I'm like, oh my God, this woman's Jack too. Like, who are these women? So she takes me in the office and um, I start telling her like, hey, you know, I'm looking for a new gym. Um, I, I know when I walk in somewhere, like how it feels, how it looks. And this is really important to me. And she said, welcome home. And I was like, what? Like, it just took me by surprise because... She's like, I just feel like you're, you know, this is it. So you don't need to look anywhere else. And it's funny because the way that she reached out to me and the way that Amanda reached out to me, I go in, I take the class and I was like, yeah, this is it. You know, this does feel like home. Uh And, you know, I got in there in November, um, moved down here in February. And in February, I, I, maybe January, I start to like, start packing my stuff. And Krista's like, don't worry about movers. She's like, we're going to help you. And I kid you not the whole cornerstone gym. Like I had half a crew at my place in Wilmington, which is 35, 45 minutes away for most people loading up my U-Haul. I get it down here. They unload it. And they just had been there for me from day one and just, you know, just made me feel like I fit right in. Yeah. And then you know, moving forward past that, you know, I just had a, I just have had a really rough two years. The really, the last two years have been just constantly evolving and changing. And just when I think things are like starting to settle down, something else happens. And, um, you know, they've, the people from Cornerstone have always been there and I, I really value them. And I, I've stepped away from there a million times. I mean, that's what I do. If I get stressed or I get depressed or I get anxious or if something's not going right, I pull back. And I recognize that. And I was actually thinking about this laying in bed last night when I couldn't sleep. Like every time something in my life becomes unmanageable or difficult, I retreat and I I have to stop doing that. And it's women are always telling me, you know, my profession's a, a hairstylist and I have clients I've been doing for 25 years and they're always talking about you're so strong, you're so strong, you're so strong, but I'm not. I'm really not. I'm weak. Strong people stand and fight and face. And I do to a to a degree, but I also tend to run away. And I've done that. I've pulled back from so many people in my life 
And so again, the awareness and um, my spirituality, like I'm trying to recognize those behaviors and change them and immerse myself in all of the humans that make me feel like I belong. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I kind of do this. I kind of do the exact same thing. I'm like a walk away or <laughs> I'm like that in my relationships. Like I just need to like not engage like that's just kind of how I am. And I actually just had a conversation with Krista about possibly, um, walking away from Cornerstone, um, just because my schedule and with fostering and whatever else, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't. And then I got a phone with her and just bawled my eyes out. I'm like, I can't leave there. <laughs> what am yeah. I thinking? <laughs> like, this is why I came here because I literally like, I needed something for myself. And like, that's why I walked into that gym for the first time. And, um, you know, like, what the heck am I thinking? Like, why is it when I'm like going through something or something is hard, the first thing that I drop is something that's good for me and something right. that like gives me life. Like I'm the exact same way. I do that too. But, and I think that, you know, like in our weakness is God's strength. Right. So I think that, I mean, there are strong people, you know, I would, I would say that you're a very strong individual. You've been through some freaking crap, especially this past year, you know, that we've known yeah. each other. Oh my gosh. I can't, I mean, the amount of like tears that I've cried and I'm not even like going through what you're going through, you know? So, um, I just, I mean, I'm proud of you. I love you. And I Me just, too. I love you, you know, too. Oh my goodness. I, um, I just love, I love that I got to see this like transformation of you. And I love your, your realization of just Number one, A, just the introspectiveness of like, hey, I need to just be showing up and not like, <laughs> not leave the gym, not leave the church, but more just like lean into that. And yeah. and that's been so inspiring. And then also just the realization like, yeah, like it's not just these like perfect little church, you know, girls or whatever that, um, like that's not the church. Like not number one, that is just super, super legalistic. Um you know, and that's not the gospel. And I mean, I just, that's, that's what makes me sad. I think maybe one of the biggest things that makes me sad in the church and in faith and whatever, is that I think people are the like stumbling block for other people to get to Jesus. Like, Oh my gosh, I, I agree. Like, I just, am like, man, like if we could just get out of people's way, like they could actually, so I'm, I'm always saying like, just I re like people who have walked away from the church, people who have are like turned off by like quote unquote Christians, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, can you like not look at them? Can you look at Jesus and then make your decision? Like, don't look at the church. Don't look at the people who you think are like, that are stereotypical, that are not stereotypical. What am I saying? That are, um, uh, you know, walking one way and doing something totally hypocritical. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. Right. Like, don't look at the hypocrites. Don't look at all, you know, we, first of all, we all are, you know what I mean? To some extent, especially in this culture, but like, look at Jesus because like, is he who you want to follow? You're not following other Christians. You're not following right. other churches. You're not, that's not who you're following. It's, it's Jesus. So, um, I, I just, I love that. That's also something <laughs> that we can have a drink and play some volleyball. For sure. And I'm, I'm hoping like, if anything, I can get people to see like, Hey, this is me. I'm a little bit wild. I'm a little bit crazy. Um, you know, I like to have fun. I like to enjoy life. I love people. I love people so much. And, um, I can still be me and still believe in God. I can still 
go out and have, you know, a drink on the weekend and hang out with friends and and be my wild, crazy self and still have a, a relationship with God. Like you don't have to choose. And I think that's in any relationship, like whether it be with people or your significant other or your kids or whatever, like you just be you and you do you. And if people see that, but then they still see like your spirit, you might be able to, you know, help people to understand it doesn't have to be one certain way. Absolutely. And I feel like as, as you grow in your walk, as I grow in my walk, like it is not anyone else. Like who am I to come in and judge anything that you're doing or vice versa? Because the truth is, is like, we're all in this different walk. There's a spectrum of this relationship that we have with Jesus. And it's just this sanctification process of becoming more like Jesus. So somebody who is like, you know, worked their entire life through like prayer and scripture and whatever might be like way further along than me. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so like, if I'm acting one way, like I'm, I'm just still a work in progress and aren't we all, you know? So a lot of people who listen are from like the Cincinnati area. So can we give a shout out to your salon for once it opens? Can oh, you yes. Kind of, yes. Can we, yes. Um, can you tell people, um, A, what it is, uh, the name of it, and maybe even like how you came to name it? Because I think that's really powerful. Oh and then gosh, yes. the location. And then I will, for um, all the listeners, I will put um, the website, do you have a website? I have uh, Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Facebook and Instagram. I will put any kind of contact stuff in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to check her out, oh, um, she does amazing best. work. I wasn't so, <laughs> so, okay. So let's talk about, so your salon, what's the name? What's the okay. story behind it? So it's called the copper Phoenix. And the reason I named it the copper Phoenix is, uh, well, number one, I'm a ginger. So you know, of course that's what the copper stands for, but the Phoenix is, you know, of course, like rising from the ashes. And when I got my divorce two years ago, the first thing I went out and did was got a giant Phoenix tattooed on the side of my body. And, um, not only is it a beautiful piece of art, but it's a reminder. And I wanted my salon to have my identity. I wanted to brand it based off of who I am as a person, not because I'm a hairstylist. And I put it out there on the web, like, Hey guys, what do you think of for an idea for a name? And everybody's like, Oh, you have to put your name in it. You have to put your name in it. And I was like, my name is not my identity. Like I'm branding myself. And this is me, the copper Phoenix. Like I'm going to rise from the ashes. And I plan to do that in every way possible. And, you know, I, I transferred my business down here. I took a huge loss. I did that in November um, I took a huge loss because a lot of my clients are, you know, 40 minutes away. I've been doing here for 25 years. So I took all my money and put it into my salon suite. And then of course we have this, uh, you know, coronavirus hit and we're all shut down and that's my only source of income. So again, the cornerstone people, I mean, people have been Venmoing me money to pay for their services ahead of time, which is helping me survive right now. But when we open back up, I'm telling you, Stephanie, the Copper Phoenix is going to rise and I'm going to work diligently to make sure that I can one day open my own salon, which is my dream. So right now it's just a salon suite. It's located off of Field Dirtle in um, Waterstone, which is that shopping center next to the King's Auto Mall. 
Awesome. Yes. And um, I absolutely love that name. And I wish that everybody could see your tattoo because it is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is the best thing I, the best money I ever spent. I, I do love it. And like I said, it's just a representation of, you know, all the things I've been through. And I, I've been thinking like, maybe I should write a memoir about my life. And, you know, if that could help people, if anything, like women, you know, seeing like, yeah, you can go through A, B, C, and D, but you can still come out on top. And that's just, that's just who I am and what I'm trying to do. And I lose focus, you know, from time to time and, and start to uh, feel like I'm not enough or I, I can't do the things I want to do, but that's not true. I always have. And God has always helped me to make a way. So if anybody wants to come, you know, I'm going to be hopefully so busy that I can't even see straight, but that's what I love. So yes. yeah, it's, I mean, Stephanie will put up my Facebook and Instagram and you can go check out my work and you can message me or you can text me, you can, um, you know, email me, all that information will be available. And I am looking to take as many clients as I possibly can. That's awesome. I'm super passionate about what I do. And that's one thing when you do come into my salon that you do get from me is like, I'm not just in there fixing your hair. Like, I am passionate about what I do and I love making women feel good about themselves inside and outside. Yeah. I need some help with my hair. <laughs> well, I got you, boo. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes. Oh man. And, and Kelly's hair is like the most like l- thick, luscious, beautiful red. Oh my goodness. It's so I'm funny. so jealous. And you're like, I haven't watched it in like yeah. 10 days. <laughs> yeah. I was for like days on end and I'll wake up and I'm like, oh, this is, this is all I got left at 44 is head of hair. That's it. <laughs> It's a good head of hair. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, Kelly. Well, thank you so much um, yeah. for your story and sharing with us. Um, again. I, I love you so much. I love you too. So good. <laughs> I wish you all could know Kelly in real life. I love that she learned to start leaning in instead of leaning out when things get hard. I so just related to her when she was saying that because I tend to do the exact same thing. I also think it was powerful when she talked about some girls that showed her that it was okay to have a drink and still love Jesus. It wasn't, it was okay to joke around and have fun and still love Jesus. Like her heart wasn't changed because any of these girls, you know, at our gym who love Jesus acted like perfect little church girls. Like, don't get me wrong. If you know any of us, you know, we're not crazy. We're just real, real women, real moms real wives and we all have our struggles we're all battling something daily we all screw up daily but we are also just trying to be more like jesus every single day and the truth is pursuing behavior modification is fine i mean sanctification is the goal but to only pursue that just to try and look the part you guys that's not the gospel it's legalistic and some days I do look like this picture-perfect church girl, and other times I'm just not. <laughs> but God's grace covers me on both of those kinds of days. So there is no reason to try to only show up as the put-together person who struggles with nothing. Like, there are no hearts being changed in that space. And actually, I think it can magnify the shame in other people's hearts when they don't feel worthy already. And then they feel like, not only do I not feel worthy, but look at her. Like, I'm for sure not that, so I can't show up to church, just like Kelly was saying, right? Like, I thought that you could only go to church when things were going good, and then when it wasn't going good, not making good choices, like, I I can't go to church. 
Like you guys, people admire your achievements, but they connect with your weaknesses. It's important that we show up for the people in our communities and that we show up as our authentic self, which means things can get messy, but that's okay because we are all a hot mess. And that is why we all need Jesus. Join me next week as we talk about some holistic health goodness and an interview I did with Evie Takas, who is the owner of Holistically Restored. We talk about everything from thyroid issues to weight loss, PCOS, low energy, nutrition and fertility, and everything in between. I am so excited, you guys, for you to hear this episode, and I am so excited to have these conversations with you and to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace.